Life by Divine with Sue DeMay fosters deep healing and profound awakenings as she guides you to hear, answer, and trust the highest calling of your heart. Your host and sacred guide is global impact visionary leader Sue DeMay, a best-selling author, international speaker, and gifted intuitive healer who challenges all of us to shift from life by default or even life by design to truly living life by divine. And now, here is Sue DeMay. Welcome to the show. Once again, it's an honor to be here with you. And today's message came in quite strongly. It actually was trickling in over the last week. And I'm, I feel really called today to talk about soul assignments. In particular, I want to talk about three signs that your soul assignments have changed. So much has happened in this last five to 10 years. And a lot has happened even just in this last year in 2020. So as we take a look at, you know, what is what is our purpose? Why are we here on this earth at this time? What is our soul's assignment? What was our soul's assignment? And then what is it moving forward? Because that can can shift and change based on the collective needs of humanity. So I want to dive deep into helping you identify what is your soul assignments. There may be one or more. And do you feel clear about what you're meant to be doing in the world? Maybe you felt clear before 2020 and maybe now your, you know, 2020 vision is just not there. You're just not clear about where you're going to go moving forward because so much has changed and so much has shifted. We can sometimes have a redirection. And I've talked about spiritual redirections in previous episodes. Do you have a sense of your purpose or passion shifting? Your purpose for your heart work in the world, has it shifted? Do you feel different about it? Do you feel less passionate about it? Is there... Is, is there something else kind of feeding into, you know, your passion and kind of pulling you in a different direction? These are all signs or signals that you may be in on path for a, a change in your soul assignment. So as we talk today, as I share today, I'm going to help you identify what maybe what your soul assignments are for those of you that aren't familiar with it and how they relate to living with purpose and passion. A lot of people talk about purpose and finding their life purpose and and they search for it and they seek it. And maybe you're one of those people that have done that, or maybe you're still doing that. I'm going to encourage you to stop doing that because our purpose can shift and change based on what humanity's needs are at that time and based on what our human needs are at that time as well. So I'm going to talk a little bit about those pieces as well as how to discern when your soul assignment has changed and what you can do to get back in alignment. I want to discern first between our soul's assignment and our human preference. And there's a big difference between our our soul coming with a a certain purpose for this lifetime 
one or more sense of purpose or assignments. There's a difference between our soul's assignment and our human preferences or our human agenda. And when we come into this world, we're more clear as a child, as a baby, as a child growing up, we're more clear and in alignment with our assignment. And over the years, we get derailed, distracted, we reprogrammed in the mind, it pulls us further away from our passion, from our purpose, from our assignments, and from our soul's knowing. And we get caught up in the knowledge of the world. There's a difference between knowing and knowledge. Knowledge is, is beautiful. It's beneficial. It's helpful. It's part of our human experience. I'm not dissing knowledge. I'm not saying don't have any knowledge. But the challenge is, is when knowledge interferes or blocks our knowing. That inner knowing is more that connection we have with our heart. The inner knowing is our bridge to our soul's knowing, the divine knowing. It's a wisdom and a knowing that goes beyond the thinking mind. It goes beyond any logic or reason. It goes beyond any limitations in our human experience. It's a deep knowing that allows us to feel on purpose. And purpose is not one thing. Our soul's purpose is not one thing. We don't come here with one piece of the puzzle, one thing. There may be certain aspects of our life that we're meant to actually be the one to deliver. So perhaps there's a book you're meant to deliver, a song or a piece of art, some kind of contribution to humanity in that way. It may be come as something that, uh, that appears to have some structure. Purpose is really about a feeling, feeling on purpose, living with purpose. And for the longest time, I know I chased my purpose and I, and I couldn't understand why am I here? What is, what is the point to all of this? I asked those questions a lot. And growing up as a, as a healer, as an empath who didn't understand their gift, I grew up with a lot of pain and suffering. I grew up with a lot of internal struggle and chaos and a storm and constant physical pain and emotional pain. And it was really heavy. And I felt like I was carrying the weight of the world on my shoulders all the time. And it was a big burden for a child to carry. I felt responsible for people if they were upset, if they were unhappy, if they were sad, if they were in pain, I felt responsible. And of course, as a child, I wasn't responsible, but that was the story that my human self and my ego came in to paint. That's the picture it painted. So growing up for me was I felt this desire to heal the world, to help humanity, to heal Mother Earth, to heal all, help all the animals. I felt like I wanted to save the world. That was Those were the words, save the world, like the world needed saving. 
and I felt responsible to help save it. It was a big, heavy burden that I carried on my back for a long, long time. And it wasn't until I realized that that burden, that responsibility was actually not serving anyone, including me. And it wasn't sustainable. I couldn't live and breathe and go through my day carrying this big, massive responsibility on my back. So I had to shift that thought. I had to shift that belief. I had to shift what I thought was my purpose and change my relationship with healing. And the moment I heard the words, I'm here to inspire healing in self and others, that lightened the load. And then it, it became to inspire and empower healing in self and others, because that would allow me to empower others to heal as opposed to take the responsibility to heal them or help them heal. That took a layer of pressure off. So it was a process of slowly identifying what my purpose is. Now, our purpose, my purpose here on earth at this time is to be in alignment, to be in alignment with the divine, my inner spirit guiding me, leading me, directing me in every moment. That's my purpose. That's the only reason I'm here. And whatever plays out from that living in purpose is serving all of humanity. I know that if I follow my guidance, I know that if I'm in alignment, I know that whatever guidance that comes through me is for everyone, serving everyone everywhere all together all at once. So I can settle into living with purpose by focusing on being in alignment, being in alignment with spirit, not ego being in alignment with love, letting love animate my every word, my every action, my every move, my every moment, letting the divine animate my humanness. And since I had that shift, I felt more on purpose than I have in most of my life, earlier on in my life. And I don't feel the pressure to deliver, the pressure to figure it out, the pressure, the heaviness. Now, in the last three or four years, a couple years especially, I've felt this push towards something, and I couldn't figure out what it was, but I, I, I kept feeling this push. And as I tuned into it, and I, I can look back in hindsight, it was that pressure coming back in. And just recently I realized, I'm like, I need to actually surrender that, that soul assignment. And one of my soul's assignments is to support Mother Earth and to support humanity in healing their blocks to love and aligning with their truest path, aligning with their heart, with the divine living life by divine. Now, when ego hijacks our soul assignment, it becomes heavy and hard 
and dense. And it feels like hard work. Not to be confused with heart work. It becomes hard work. And we know that when heart work becomes hard work, ego is somewhere in there. And that is the one sign, the first sign that your soul's assignment may have changed. And that's resistance. Resistance is number one. When you feel resistance, we'll feel something feels off. Some, there's a niggling. Sometimes it's a low-level resistance. Sometimes it's a real intense resistance, like fatigue and tired and not wanting to get out of bed. There's this like kind of losing hope, losing faith feeling. Resistance can show up when it comes to being on purpose or living on purpose. Resistance can show up as apathy or feeling blah or just questioning, why are you here? What is this all for? What's, what's the point? Why am I suffering so much? All those kinds of questions can show up when we feel resistance. Now, my definition of resistance is the gap between what your mind thinks and what your heart knows. And remember, we, we are separating knowledge in the mind from the knowing in the heart. So what we think we know in our head is not in alignment with the knowing in our heart. Resistance will show up. And the further away your head is from your heart, the bigger the gap, the more the resistance you'll feel, experience. So when you feel resistance, re resistance is a finger pointing to something within to, to pause and look within. If you're feeling something off with the direction you're heading with your business, with your heart work, if you're an entrepreneur or a conscious business owner, or if you're just really passionate about, you know, speaking or supporting people in the world, if something feels off, instead of questioning what it is that you feel off about, go into the feeling, pause and go into the resistance, sink into it, feel into it. You think you know what it's about, but maybe it's about something else. We're, of course, the miracles always teach us we're never upset for the reason we think. So the invitation is to go within and feel and sense and tune into that feeling of resistance. Where do you feel it in your body? What do you feel? What does it look like? What does it feel like? What is the experience of it? And then you can trace it back to perhaps a thought or a belief, but begin with the feeling. Feel into your resistance. Understand that it's your friend pointing to something that needs to heal. It's pointing to something that's not in alignment with your heart knowing. And it's worth exploring. It's worth going into and spending some time with. The second sign that your soul's assignment may have changed is when you get that feeling like you're losing steam and you don't feel like you're living with purpose or passion or perhaps you're very passionate about something and then suddenly that passion fades or shifts. When that happens, a lot of times we judge. We judge ourselves. I don't feel passionate. There's a problem. Like Actually, it could be a signal that you're being redirected. 
or it could be a signal that the ego's hijacked it and created way more work or has derailed you or distracted you and pulled you off on a on a little side rail or, or tangent. So in order to discern what is actually leading me to feel like I'm losing steam or my passion is shifting, what is underneath that? I always want you to understand that we heal in layers and there's layers to different experiences. And, and in order to explore these things, we need to have a curious mindset. Because if you think you know what it's about, then your mind is already closed. It's already made up. A made up mind is a closed mind. So you can think you know what it's about, but if you shift into, I'm curious, I don't know, but I'm curious. I think I know, but I really don't know. And I'm curious. Curiosity opens up space in the mind to explore another layer, to go a little deeper to get behind these things and actually feel into them and see what's really driving this resistance or what's really driving me to lose steam on this sense of purpose or passion. And especially if you've been living very purposefully or passionately about something. When we start to feel that passion or purpose fade, instead of judging yourself and questioning from that perspective, from that place of fear and judgment, shift into curiosity and wonderment. I wonder, I wonder what this is about. I wonder what's behind this shift in my passion. Sometimes there's just a slight little redirect or sometimes there's ego injected somewhere, which is creating more of a heavy drag. And we need to remove that block or remove that ego influence because the ego loves to hijack our purpose. It loves to hijack passion. It loves to hijack spirituality. It'll hijack your soul's assignments and make them all into bigger, heavier, and harder tasks and jobs. So to be able to discern when you're in alignment with your divine spirit and when ego is interfering is essential. So you practice that divine discernment. And I've talked about that in the previous episodes, many different times in many different ways. And if you want to really get into understanding the ego and how it embeds fear in your life and how it actually hijacks, and you want to take yourself through a process of unwinding the ego so that you can be in clear alignment, you can clear your intuitive channel. That's what the Intuition Academy is all about. It's a 10-month program. It's an online program. Self-study is optional. And there's a certification part as well if you want to become a, an intuitive coach. But that program actually, it has structure but flexibility. And it's like an experiential journey to unwind your mind from fear, from the ego, and uh, clear and align your intuitive channel. So there are tools out there. There are things out there you can do to help strengthen your ability to discern. Divine discernment is essential, especially when the ego loves to evolve and get more clever and clever and clever. It's very cunning. It's a very good shapeshifter. And it, 
it is really good at one point in its evolution of disguising itself as love and spirituality. It'll hijack your spiritual practice and become the language of love. And it's really challenging to discern. So you need to get acutely attuned to the subtle shifts in energy and in the feeling in the body. And, and there's different ways to do that, which I teach in the course so that you can identify when the ego is coming in and trying to derail you and pull you away from your soul's assignment. Because to the ego, your soul's assignment is risky and unsafe and it's going to put you out there in a way that you know doesn't feel safe to the ego the ego is this overprotective helicopter parent trying desperately to keep you safe to keep you playing small and not taking risks so it's going to stop at nothing and it will hijack your feeling of purpose and passion and it'll even derail you and take you on these tangents and have this artificial feeling of passion artificial feeling of purpose. I remember discerning the two kinds of feel good. When I actually identified that, I saved myself so much time and money because at that point I was chasing and going from workshop to workshop and, and program to program. And when I learned how to discern between those two kinds of feel good, the authentic, genuine, absolute heart yes, and that ego hijacked heart yes feeling, I saved a lot of time and money, like tens of thousands of dollars every year because I was going through a lot of training because I felt my ego was always constantly giving me this feeling of like, yeah, go for it. It's, it's, you know, it's what you need. It's like, it was becoming this cheerleader. So that was a little tangent on ego. I needed you to hear that ego is happily going to jump in and hijack your soul's assignments, hijack the feeling of purpose and passion and use it to distract you and derail you and keep you further from really doing the work you're meant to be doing in the world this time. The third sign that your soul's assignment has changed is you feel a new calling coming in. So there was a time where I felt such a strong calling to teach yoga for fertility. And I opened up a yoga mind body studio in Vancouver. And it focused solely on yoga for fertility, mind body programs for fertility, helping women conceive helping couples. I did a lot of pre and postnatal work, I did a fertility yoga teacher training program, all my whole life and calling at that time for about seven to 10 years was fertility only fertility and pre and postnatal supporting women become pregnant and supporting them after they were pregnant postpartum and helping their body come back in to alignment and supporting them emotionally. That was a really clear calling for a long time. And I was sitting in my studio and someone had asked me, what's your grandest dream, your, your greatest passion. And the words that came immediately were to speak to the world. And it caught me off guard and it, it kind of was like, what, where did that come from? It just came from deep within my heart, this calling to speak more globally. And at that time I was speaking globally, but it was all specifically around fertility. 
And I felt that there was a shift in that calling. I needed to shift out of the, the safe container of fertility work. And I, I kind of created, I was on, I, I created, I was a bit of a pioneer. So I created a lot of things that weren't available before. And then all of a sudden, all these other things started to come in place. So I felt like there was more support for fertility clients than there was when I first began that journey. So I felt like I could let go and step away from it, kind of create some systems in place. The fertility yoga teacher training is still there on my website. Fertility yoga meditation kit for clients is still available on my familypassages.ca website. So there's still that support there, but then I could free myself to really follow that calling. And that's when I ended up helping create an event and, and standing on stage with at that time was the biggest audience of 2000. And when I stood on stage in front of 2000 people on this big global, beautiful stage, I felt at home. I felt like a coming home, like, wow, there's something here that really feels good with a mic on a stage, me speaking and sharing my heart and sharing whatever message comes through. That then lead to, led to, within a couple of years, standing on stage in front of 10,000. And in my message at that particular event was self-honesty and talking about, basically, I came out of the closet as a healer and said, this is, this is who I am. I'm an intuitive healer, and, and this is my gift. And prior to that, I was really kind of hiding it because a lot of people didn't understand it, and a lot of people would judge it. And as a child growing up, I was told not to talk about it, not to talk about what I was feeling and sensing. And to be honest, there's a lot of aspects of my gift that I don't really talk about still. I do a little bit in these safe circles, but I, I really have like a wild, crazy gift. And the way things come in is, is really curious. And even my calling at the time to do spirit baby work, I was doing spirit baby readings that evolved into actually connecting people to their loved ones who have passed. Then it became more of connecting with, you know, helping people clear entities and dark shadows that were following them, dark entities and helping people transition from, from human back to spirit. So there was a lot that came in and the calling kind of evolved along the years and kind of shifted and changed and grew and expanded, but I kept following that calling. And so it's not just one calling. It's not just one thing. It's not just one piece in our humanness or one aspect. Your calling or your purpose is kind of like the sun and everything evolves around it, but it's more of a feeling. It's a feeling or knowing. And Sometimes we get so stuck in chasing our purpose or chasing our calling or trying to figure out what it is because we're trying to wrap our human mind and create a human understanding of what it is. But our calling or that vocation or purpose, whatever it is you want to call it, is so much bigger than our human experience. It's something so much bigger than us, but it's, it's still a part of us because it's, it's such a strong 
essence of our soul, our spirit, our knowing. So I don't want to separate our humanness from our divinity, but we kind of have to meet our humanness and meet our human mind where it's at, provide the level of understanding it needs in order to shift and to come into alignment with our purpose and our calling. Because our purpose and our calling is a feeling, it's a knowing. And that knowing sometimes can be articulated in words, sometimes can be show up in a form. Like for me, speaking on stages or writing a book or you know, creating the Intuition Academy, certifying intuitive coaches, the Abundance Breakthrough Experience, there's, there's these forms that come in and they appear as a form in our humanness. But really what I'm doing is answering that, that deepest calling in my heart that profound knowing that goes beyond all limitations in our human experience. So recently, I'll just share a little bit. Recently, I was, this, the reason this topic came in because I was really questioning, what am I here for now? What is the purpose of this? Like so much has changed. And I feel like my, what humanity needs from me in my humanness has changed. Because our, our calling and our purpose and passion will change and shift based on our individual human experience. And this is really important. It changes and shifts based on the collective human experiences, as well as what Mother Earth needs. So the global calling and need for all of everything, everyone, everywhere. And I love Frederick Buckner is a quote that says, the place God calls you to is the place where your deepest gladness and the world's deepest hunger meet. So that gladness, that, that feeling, it's not a gladness in the, in the head, it's a feeling in the heart. And I would even call that like that gladness or gratitude or knowing where your deepest knowing and the world's deepest hunger meet. That's your calling. That's your vocation. That's your purpose. And what that is will change and evolve based on what humanity needs. And I'm telling you right now, what humanity needs and what Mother Earth needs has changed immensely in the last year. There is a big spiritual reboot, a huge spiritual redirection that has happened, many in some ways, over this last year and in this last five years. So the question really becomes, what am I meant to be doing at this time? What is it meant to look like, feel like? What does humanity need from me at this time? And looking back in hindsight, I understand why I was guided to let go of 
the Turks and Caicos pieces. And I understand why even I'm guided to let go of this radio show. I've episode 99 today. Next week is episode 100 and I'll be completing with the live radio show. I won't be doing the live radio show as of next week. Next week is the last one. And 100 episodes feels really clear to, to, to stop doing this one because I feel like it's been really purposeful to give people an understanding at the level of the mind, these, these teachings, these insights, these, these essential lessons, life lessons. It's been really purposeful to do it in this way for me and for those that have meant to have listened and for those that are going to be listening in the future, because these episodes are all podcasts and they're evergreen. You can download them and save them and use them over and over again. What I'm really feeling called to do now, instead of speaking and talking and teaching about the mind and our understanding and the programming at the level of mind, I'm feeling guided to shift into giving everyone a felt experience of healing to provide a classroom, which is less about informing and educating and experiential at the same time, but more about healing and experiencing different modalities and diving in and actually not just listening to the episode, but learning and experiencing that healing piece. So the new podcast I'm launching come January is called The Healing Experiment. And it's all about feeling and experiencing healing, coming and actually having a healing experience with every single episode. Not just talking about it, but feeling it, experiencing it, immersing yourself into that healing energy and raising your vibrational frequency, moving density. We're going to be doing the work. And that classroom is for healing all blocks to love, to heal all density that's no longer serving you and to align with your truest heart's calling at this time, because that has probably changed or evolved or shifted. So if you're interested in the healing experiment, you can come to my website, heartledliving.com. And under the podcast, you'll find the healing experiment. And you can join me. So the new episodes will be launching soon in the next couple of weeks to the beginning of January at the latest. And when you are going through life moment to moment at this time, I want you to really ask yourself, how do I feel? In this moment, how do I feel? If you can follow the feeling, you can find a feeling or sense of purpose. If you can follow the feeling, you will find those things that are blocking or you can feel into the resistance and uncover it and explore the layers. If you can follow the feeling, 
And sometimes it takes courage because sometimes those layers aren't comfortable. If you can follow the feeling, then you can find the freedom on the other side of that layer. Healing provides a freedom. Feeling to heal allows you to reveal to heal. And what layers are revealed can be cleared. As long as things are hidden and buried and left underneath all the tasks that we're doing and all the things that we think we should be doing or those things that we've been chasing for so long, we don't know who we are without chasing those things. Without the distractions, there's clarity. There is always a clarity of the heart. It's what we place in front of that that creates doubt and confusion and uncertainty. And there's a way to get to that clarity of heart. There's a way to discern between ego and your divine spirit. That takes practice. That takes courage. And it takes awareness, commitment, and willingness. But if you've been listening to these episodes, or even if you're just finding them now, then you have all of those things. And chances are you're already on path. And it just may be that you need a little bit of tweaking to change your direction or to really get crystal clear. Stop chasing purpose in the form of something in the world and focus more on feeling on purpose. And when we feel on purpose, we can feel abundance. And when we feel abundance, we allow, allow the universe to work with us and to align everything we need. I remember when I was in meditation at one point, I received the words, I have no needs. And I sat with that for a moment because I'm like, I have no needs. And I could have argued with it quite easily, but I sat with it and tried on the idea. I have no needs. When guidance comes in, I know that those words are for my own understanding to create a level of understanding of the mind to unwind the mind from where I'm attached, where I'm holding or gripping to soften and allow me to surrender to another way of exploring life. So the words came in, I have no needs. And when I could really settle in and sink into that feeling, the net, the rest of the words came and it was followed by, and yet all my needs are met. I have no needs yet. All my needs are met. And that created this profound opening in my mind 
and I felt this clear alignment with my heart and my heart expanded and a new level of calling came in, a new clarity of heart. One of my favorite quotes for the longest time was a quote by Patrick Overton. And the quote is, when we walk to the edge of all the light we have and take a step into the darkness of the unknown, we must believe that one of two things will happen. There will be something solid for us to stand upon or we will be taught to fly. I'm inviting you to walk to the edge of all the light you know. And the unknown doesn't have to feel so dark. In fact, it can be extremely empowering to live in the unknown, to embrace the unknown. Because in truth, we don't know what the next moment holds. We can only know what this moment holds. One of my mantras for the longest time have been, I do not know what the future holds. I only know what this moment holds. And in this moment, I feel or I am, whatever it is. In this moment, you get to choose to walk to the edge of all that's known and be willing to take that next step, to step into the unknown, to have faith that one of two things will happen. There will be something solid for you to stand upon, or your wings will spread wide and you will fly. Your life is purposeful. There is purpose to it, but you don't need to know the exact purpose. Just feel purposeful. What feels purposeful for you at this moment? Follow that feeling and you will discover your deepest heart's calling. And you may even discover you have more than one calling. You may even discover that your soul has more than one assignment. There are certain aspects of your soul's assignment that you are here to deliver. And if you do not deliver them, the world will go without. Imagine your most favorite author or your favorite book in the world. What's your favorite book? One of your favorite books. One book that really changed your life. What if that author never wrote that book? Pause and reflect on a song that still touches your heart deeply, a song that really brings you a, a beautiful memory or some feeling in your heart. What if that artist never sang that song, never wrote that song? Reflect back on one individual in your life who said one thing to you that totally changed the course of your life. 
What if that person bit their lip instead of speaking up to you? How different would your life be? We are all here to contribute to the healing of the whole. We are not responsible to heal the whole of humanity and Mother Earth and everything else that's here in this human experience. It's not our responsibility, but it's your choice to say yes to your heart's calling, to answer your heart, to answer the divine and say, yes, I'm willing, I'm committed, show me the way. I don't need to understand it fully. I don't even need to know exactly what it is, but I will live with that feeling of purpose and follow that purpose moment to moment. Show me the way. Guide me, lead me, direct me. Direct me in my humanness. That's really your prayer to your soul. Direct me in my humanness. Remind me of my divinity so that I can choose to allow love to animate my every moment, my every move, my every word. That's what the world needs. For as many of us as possible to wake up and say, yes, I'm the one. Never underestimate the power of one person, one book, one song, one podcast episode, one sentence, one word, one gesture. When that gesture, when that word, when that song is guided from the heart, it is a divine message for humanity. And we are contributing to the healing of the whole. And we each have our own individual, unique spin to bring. Our unique piece to contribute. And that piece or that assignment can change and evolve based on what humanity needs at this time. So be wide open to anything. Do not cling and hold on to anything you think you know. Be attached to nothing. And be willing to play your part, whatever that looks like, to play the role you're meant to play right now. And if that means standing up and speaking out and and sharing a truth with the world, then speak up. And if that means supporting a specific community, then do that. If it means writing a book, then then do that. Whatever it is for you. Remember, ego loves to compare. So don't compare your purpose or passion, your calling with another's. Your calling is not their calling. Although there may be similarities or may overlap a little bit. Your calling is unique to your soul. Your assignment is unique to you. And then the invitation is to answer it. To answer it with a beautiful, absolute heart yes 
I am willing, show me the way. Start with yes. That energy of yes is a powerful, energizing, charged energy. And it aligns the universe that taps us into that quantum field to provide everything we need to fulfill our calling. Everything we need will be placed on our path with divine timing, not our human timing, not our own agenda and personal preferences, but our soul's knowing, our divine orchestration that's happening on a bigger level, serving all of humanity. That's what we're here to do. And if you're listening to my voice, chances are you can connect to that. You can feel deep resonance to that. If I'm meant to support you, you will know in your heart. So come find me at heartledliving.com or join us on the Heart Yes Movement on Facebook. I just actually created the healing experiment group on Facebook as well. We'll be growing that. I have just opened up the group. I haven't even invited anybody yet, but if you want to jump in, come find us. Let's continue this journey together. If you feel a call to continue with me and join the healing experiment, and just know that the knowing in your heart is so much bigger than the knowledge in your head, so much bigger than what you think. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you joining me each week and I look forward to celebrating 100 episodes with you next week. Until then, I see you, I honor you, I appreciate you. Love and blessings. You've been listening to Life by Divine with your host, Sue DeMay. Shift your consciousness from head to heart and enliven your soul as you discover how to lead with your heart and live your own life by divine. Join Sue in the growing global heart-led living community at heartledliving.com. That is heartledliving.com.